0: It's Friday on the North Shore Drive Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. we got Brian Batko. We're going to look take a more global look at the NFL as we head into the final weekend without NFL football. Are the Steelers the dark horse of the, of the AFC, of the NFL? We'll talk about that. Who, they, who else you need to look out for in the AFC North? And some future picks here as far as who's going to be winning the awards at the, of, at the end of the season. All here on the North Shore Drive Podcast, brought to you by Mike's Beer Bar from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Let's get into it you are now listening to the north shore drive podcast a show on all things pittsburgh sports from the writers of the pittsburgh post-gazette hosted by christopher carter Welcome to the North Shore Drive podcast. I'm your host Chris Carter here with Brian Batko. We're both of the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Remember you can find this show every Monday, Wednesday and Friday on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily content from the Pittsburgh post because as well, our Monday, Wednesday, and Friday episodes of the North Shore Drive Podcast, which is brought to you by Mike's Beer Bar, the number one bar in all of Pittsburgh. If you're out in the North Shore, you're here checking out a concert at one of the stadiums or you're going to a Steelers game, a Pirates game, or a Pitt game, there's no better place to go to because it's right across the street on PNC Park, right off Federal Street, and it had they have over 20 televisions to check out all the games and action that you want to get in sports, and they have over five 100 available beers at all times 300 of those beers being different local beers and 80 of those beers being on tap from the local from our local craft selection here in the city of Pittsburgh all here at Mike's Beer Bar we'll have more on them later here Brian we've got back we got you back on the show uh, it's kind of an exciting time because, you know, your your job is about to heat back up. I mean, you've been busy, but now you're going to get some actual games to talk about. And one of the things that people seem to be talking about across the country is that the Steelers might be the dark horse that people aren't talking about enough. But in doing that, they're talking about them all the time now.
1: Yeah. I mean, not only is, is week one rapidly approaching for the Steelers, and, and that's going to be a, a baptism by fire for a lot of guys on that team, but it's also going to be... The same for me because my wife's going to be out of town that weekend, so it's it's going to be mayhem at the Batco House too. A lot, a lot of people <laughs> need to step up, whether they wear black and gold or whether they wear this uh, Chip Tamman and football shirt. So there you go. Yeah, um, it's it's exciting for sure, and it takes me back a little bit to last year when you know a different situation. They were opening on the road in Cincy and uh, against a team that was coming off a Super Bowl appearance. I think a lot of people feel the 49ers will be good, but they're not, you know, this 2023 group led by Brock Purdy and his surgically repaired elbow or whatever, they're not quite on the level that the Bengals were this time a year ago. And it's just different because, you know, one's a team that you see every year, twice a year. And the other one you see every four years, maybe a little more frequently than that. But I still am reminded of Mike Tomlin and how he viewed the 2022 group. Also, as a dark horse, if you want to call them the hat, uh, you know, he bought them the, the all black Air Force ones that they were all <laughs> uh, encouraged to wear on that initial week one road trip. Kind of with the mentality of we're going to we're going to F some stuff up in the NFL this year. When right, people, it's
0: Robin season, baby.
1: Yeah. People did not expect uh, the Steelers to be the team, um, you know, me- messing up the balance of power in the league. That overall approach by Tomlin looked good through week one after upsetting the (laughs) Bengals in overtime, but then things quickly went off the rails. So I get anybody who is believing in the hype with this team from what we've seen in the preseason, but I also understand anybody who has some hesitancy and is coming at it from the the angle of, look, we've heard this before. We had a very similar uh, tag or label on us last year that we could be – a dark horse and it didn't happen. So uh, I'm just so eager for the games to get here and for the preseason to be forgotten about and for Kenny Pickett and company to prove, prove themselves worthy of being the real thing because you're right, Chris, there are a lot of people from outside of Western Pennsylvania who seem to be starting to buy into this team and what they can do.
0: One thing we remind you guys here when we're brought to you by Mike's Beer Bar, they sponsor this podcast and a lot of our work here on the podcast network of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. We remind you that with all their beers, they have an amazing selection. One thing we're going to start doing on Fridays is going over the best flight that you can get, and that's from their brewery of the month. And that's Union Brothers Brewing, where one of the beers that you can get in a flight that I really suggest is the Short Break Pale Ale. It's a pale ale, New England style, from Harmony, Pennsylvania, 4.7 ABV, and it is a nice it is a nice pale ale. Great for any part of the year. I love the, I love this kind. This is kind of me and Brian's style of beer. We actually had this before once together, and it was uh, rather enjoyable. But one thing we're going to do throughout our Friday episodes, we're going to show you the different ranges of all the beers that are here at Mike's Beer Bar. So we're so that's one thing there. Union Union Brothers Short Break Pale Ale. Get that here when you go to Mike's. We're over 500 beers are available, Brian. I want to ask you, what is the S? Because normally, when you talk about a dark horse team, there is a part of that team, whether it's the Steelers or you know the Jaguars last year, or there's a part of that team that everyone is excited to see expand upon. And then, obviously, for the Steelers, that's the offense, but the defense is still the commanding part of this team. T.J. Watt is back healthy. Mike Fitzpatrick's still there. Cam Hayward's still there. Is there going to be? Is this going to be a team that's still led heavily by its defense, or do you see this more as a balanced team going into the year? Where the defense they may not rank in the top five, but they might they'll probably rank in the top ten, and the offense will be a little closer to that than they were last year, whereas they ranked twenty sixth.
1: They need to be more balanced, obviously, and uh, I still need to you know see it before I believe it with the offensive consistency. So I tend to think. This is going to be a, a unit or a, you know a, a team that is defined by its defensive unit and they will kind of go as as far as Cam Hayward, T.J. Watt, Alex Highsmith, and Minka Fitzpatrick can take them. I, I think the recipe is going to be much like what they were winning with down the stretch last season: you know, ball control on on offense and smothering teams on defense. But obviously, uh, the the thinking here is the the offense is going to be better in year two with Pickett, and you don't have to just. Uh, you know, sit on the ball and, and control the time of possession and win the clock. You know, you, you should be able to put some points up too if that's the way that you need to win. So I just think that the, you know, the dark horse moniker, if, if you will, if people are bestowing that upon the Steelers has to do with mainly Kenny Pickett uh, being at the helm of, of things. I mean, in, in his own division, he's probably the least uh, the the least well-known quarterback to the casual football fan, even in the AFC as a conference I don't know that there are many passers with, I guess, less uh, intrigue or or less of a big name than than him. Um, you know, I, Jimmy Garoppolo at this point in his career, I think, kind of just is who he is. Um, I'm trying to think of, you know, even the you know even the rookies, C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson, like they've got a lot of uh, hype on on them just the fact that they are high first round picks. So Kenny Pickett's just kind of that middle ground guy steady solid unspectacular to the outside world but if he can flip that and be more of somebody who elevates the team around him then that's where I think you see this team being able to make some noise that um, you know that wasn't initially anticipated from them uh, before the preseason
0: let me tell you guys why I do think that there's actually a strong likelihood that something like that happens is because this was a team last year that finished nine and eight with TJ Watt missing two months With an offensive line that didn't really figure out how to block until the second half of the season. With a rookie quarterback in Kenny Pickett who didn't even start to figure out how to just hang in there for a game until the second half of the season. And they still finished with a winning record. And that was dealing with a lot of adversity, a lot of different problems. Najee Harris starting the season unhealthy. Even Alex Highsmith was banged up going into the early part of the year. This year unless TJ Watt goes down for another two months, they'll have him healthy. Kenny Pickett's a lot sharper than he was this time last year. And even at the end of last year, um, I really think this is a team that when they go up against opponents right now, Brian, they're still going to have that defense that gives them fits. They'll still get after the quarterback, Alex Highsmith, TJ Watt, and then you still, and then you even have Nick Herbig and Marcus golden, who I'd say would be better than any of the backups they had last year coming off the edge. Uh, And then you still have Cam Hayward, you still have Minkovitz-Patrick, you've added Patrick Peterson and Joey Porter Jr. to, to Levi Wallace there in the secondary. Your linebackers look better than they did last year. This just speaks to me like a team in the Steelers that can do more damage than last year. And if their offense does put up more points, let's say they go from scoring 18 points a game to 25 points a game, 26 points a game, this becomes a team that I think wins more games and wins more games comfortably because they won a ton of games, almost all but one of their games they won by a single possession last year. That's not something you can con- do consistently.
1: Yeah, that's tough to sustain. That's one area where I have some concern about this team is, is regression in, in terms of those close games. I think that's part of what Mike Tomlin gives you as a head coach, but you're right. You, you can't always count on the ball bouncing your way when it's a 1.2.3 point result. Um, the other nice thing, though, is, you know, the schedule. You you mentioned it. Uh, you know, I think it's a little lighter this year than it was last season. Mm-hmm. I don't think there are any unwinnable games um, or, or games that are even like, you know, I can envision them being able to beat every team on the schedule that they play. And at the same time, uh, I think there are a few that are gimme's layups or very close to it. When you look at uh, the, the Texans. The Cardinals and I don't I certainly don't like the vibes coming out of, of Indy right now. Granted the Steelers will play them later in the season when maybe they've figured out the Jonathan Taylor situation maybe. to some degree and Anthony Richardson could be rolling.
0: Absolutely. I want to talk about some of the AFC North teams though. We'll do that on the other side of this first break here on the North Sword Drive podcast. I'm your host Chris Carter here with Brian Batko of the Post Gazette. But first wanna remind you guys that this show is sponsored by Mike's Beer Bar, which is my favorite beer bar in all of Pittsburgh and the best bar. In all of Pittsburgh because they offer over 500 different available beers at any point in time 300 of them are being local beers and then 80 of those local beers you can get right on tap here at the bar behind me as I'm here at Mike's right now now uh, full putting everything out that this is a, is a Thursday morning show recording that we're doing here for our Friday show so it's it's before like the afternoon crowd gets here for a concert but Mike's is the premier spot to be if you're coming here and you want if you're coming to Pittsburgh you're going to be in the North Shore this is the place you want to be they have an amazing amazing food options on top of all their drinks options. You can come here and if you, want to, if you ever had steak on a stone, you're going to enjoy it. If you haven't had it, you're missing out because their steak on a stone option gives you a steak cut of your choice that they put on a heated stone. That all you have to do is cut a piece off of the steak, press it into the stone, and you can cook it to whatever degree you like your steak. Rare, medium rare, uh, medium well, anything you like you can do right in front of you on top of having the amazing selection of beer that you never seem to run out of options with all the beers and they're always rotating new ones in so you will never get bored of the beer selection here at Mike's Beer Bar where they also have over 20 televisions. So even if you're not in for a game, you just want to enjoy a day of sports. College football's back this weekend. Come into Mike's Beer Bar, over 20 televisions. They have all the different channels. They're gonna be able to put your game on so you can follow your team, whether that's an NFL team, a college football team, Pirates, Penguins, Riverhounds, or even Premier League action, Mike's Beer Bar has it all. So come into Mike's Beer Bar, the best bar in Pittsburgh, and when you get here, tell them that Chris sent you. back here on the north shore drive podcast from the pittsburgh post-gazette i'm chris carter he's brian batko brian let's talk about the afc north a little bit because when you look at the future bets the steelers are the least favorite there they, they have the toughest odds if you want to bet if you want to bet on them right now or i guess the best odds as far as if you wanted to make money off of a division winner um but i think i saw the last time it was like plus 470 for them to win a division. So. A and lot also of,
1: the lowest uh, win total over under two, right, at eight and a half?
0: Eight, eight and a half, yes. And when you look at that and you say, okay, Vegas is looking at the Steelers like they could be the last place team. So, you know, the betting odds aren't aren't seeing the Steelers as the dark horse. But uh, the Browns, the the Bengals, and the Ravens, this, a lot of people are talking about this could be the most competitive division In the NFL, you look at the quarterbacks, Joe Burrow, who was seen back in pads, practicing uh, in full pads and looking pretty healthy after his preseason scare just about a month ago. Uh, Lamar Jackson, who's got a new offensive coordinator and looks like he's he's back in action this year. And Deshaun Watson, who this will be his first full season without any suspensions playing for the for the Cleveland Browns. A lot of people are saying that, the, that Kenny Pickett is going to not stand up with these types of quarterbacks. How do you see this AFC North stacking up against each other this season?
1: Yeah, if it's not the AFC North, that's the toughest quartet in football. It's, it's probably the AFC East with the, the Patriots, Bills, Dolphins, and, and Jets. But I think there are even more question marks in, in that division than there are in the Steelers' own division. So for my money, the AFC North is the best from top to bottom, the deepest. It's got star power leading the way at, at all the quarterback spots, really, for the most part. You know, we'll see if Kenny Pickett ascends to that level. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's always tricky uh, when, when you're trying to gauge what the Browns are going to be. I'll start with them. Like, hmm. you know, the, paper, the the on-paper roster looks good, but we've said that time and time again, and things always seem to go sideways on Cleveland, except for that 2020 playoff game against the Steelers in the wild card round. That was like – It almost seemed like it was their moment in the sun, and ever since then, things have been downhill a little bit after they they tried, uh, you know, a valiant effort, but couldn't quite knock off the Chiefs that year. Since then, the Baker Mayfield uh, experiment has has crashed and burned, and now the Deshaun Watson era is not going too well either. But I still think there's a chance that Kevin Stefanski could get that group figured out, and they could use all that talent at their disposal to be good. Um, Then you look at the Ravens. I I feel like they're the opposite. Sometimes they – don't have big names, and John Harbaugh and his his coaching staff just find a way to get a lot out of them. Obviously, it's going to come down to Lamar Jackson and how he looks after an injury-plagued season, big, shiny new contract. What does he do with their new offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin, who, you know, he'll have his chance to put his own fingerprints uh, on, on what they do after Greg Roman made them such a run-heavy and dangerous rushing group. And then, uh, you know, the Bengals – I'm not going to bet against Joe Burrow. That's yeah. just not, that does not sound like a good time to me. <laughs> uh, he may have a down year eventually, but I won't be the one predicting it because all he's done is just throw lasers and be a, you know, an absolute stud for a franchise that needed it. So I don't know where the Steelers are going to end up falling. You know, I, I tend to think that you know they just have better better aura around them than the Browns. But you know, pound for pound, I, I think all these teams are. Very much on the same level playing field and, and it's going to come down to quarterback play, which is why there is so much pressure on Kenny Pickett in year two
0: I agree that there is a pressure there and again the talent around the AFC North is going to be interesting. I have to say though i'm I, I believe in Joe burrow as, as a quarterback and what they're doing in cincinnati but i, think, but I, I no 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 i was going through, I was going through the the levels of the division. Okay. Uh, Lamar Jackson I believe in his talent I want to see how they use his talent I think that he's still a dangerous quarterback whenever he's on the field they've added Odell Beckham Jr. I really like Zay Flowers the guy out of Boston College they drafted I've covered him in the ACC he's fantastic then he we on Martin, my college football fantasy team last year a lot of points a lot of points he is really he is really electric he's going to be a problem uh for people to cover so you add that with Mark Andrews they could have a passing threat I just the Browns I just don't see it. I'm sorry. They like they had they had very much the same team last year. They've swapped in I think Dalvin Tomlinson on the defensive line, and they'll have Zadarius Smith over uh, Jadavian Clowney on the on the at, at the edge to about to you know the other side of Miles Garrett. But I just I think that this is a very similar group. They traded away a ton of picks just to get to Deshaun Watson. They're kind of wrapped up in this. I think they're very much the same team as they were last year. And if they are the, are the same team, this is a better Steelers team. Like, objectively on paper, as long as they don't suffer major injuries, this Steelers team should be better than them at least. And that's why I have the Browns finishing last in this division this year. But the Ravens and the Bengals, man, this could be – really seeing this being a three-way dogfight all season long between who who can finish out on top of this but he's also fighting for those wild card spots which is going to be a highly contentious situation in the AFC like you said the AFC East is going to be tough I don't think they have to worry too much about the South um, but you never know with the AFC West because the Chargers with Justin Herbert they could poke their their heads up this year I think the Raiders are in for a down year but uh, you know you can always count on the Chiefs to make it because as long as Patrick Mahomes is over there but It's going to be an interesting back and forth between some of these teams and these divisional games for the Steelers are going to be crucial when they're trying to figure out the pecking order for who's going to get what seed in the playoffs if they're going to make the playoffs this year.
1: Yeah, I know when it comes to the Ravens, uh, a lot of Steelers fans are optimistic in that they've had Lamar Jackson's number over the years, and that's true to an extent. But I mean, I just think that there's only so much you can do to solve a player who's as dynamic as he is at that position. And if you're gonna kind of use that as a crutch to be, you know, optimistic about the Steelers in that particular matchup twice a year, then you've kind of got to acknowledge the Bengals have had the Steelers' number. So, um, you know, that that's that's very much a, a double-edged sword when you go to that well. Um, I just think back to was it two years ago that the Bengals smashed the Steelers twice, uh, and then last year, yes, Steelers won Week One in Cincy, but keep in mind. Took overtime to do it. Took the bad snap to do it. T. Higgins got hurt early in that game with a back issue, so they didn't have their usual complement of three very difficult pass catchers to match up with. And then the second game, what was the final? It was like 37-30, but it wasn't really that close. The Bengals were up for two scores for most of it. So uh, they've got to figure out a way to deal with that offense. And, yeah, at the same time, you know, the Ravens with their new pieces around Lamar have to figure out a way to kind of penetrate the Steelers' defense that – uh, has has had a lot of answers for him over the last few seasons. When they've played him, he's also been injured for a
0: lot of those he's, games. he's been He's been injured for a lot of those games. I think that's one of the bigger factors there. The only time Lamar Jackson's ever beaten the Steelers was when Devlin Hodges and Mason Rudolph were, were at quarterback. Everyone else... Marlon Humphrey uh, punched the ball out from Juju. Exactly. That game back in 2019, that's the only time. Now, granted, the Ravens have won without him against the Steelers, including last year uh, when Mitch Trubisky th- came in through three interceptions. Um, but there's a lot of things there. We want to remind you, this show being sponsored by Mike's Beer Bar, Beers of the Month they have from Union Brothers, Try out their their Union Brothers Colch beer. It's a four percent. It's a great summer beer as a colch. It's light. It's flowery. It'll get it'll it'll be exactly what you need on a hot summer day. I know that we're breaking into September here, but it's supposed to get back up in the nineties. So if you're out here in the North Shore and you want to try a nice summer beer, come to Union come come to Mike Beer Bar and try out their Union Brother Colch beer, which is part of their their beers of the month here. Again, at Mike's Beer Bar, we're over five hundred different available beers you can choose from. Uh, Brian thinking about this because like you brought up the Bengals Joe Burrows three and two against the Steelers lifetime uh if if you look at if you look at his starting record here what's the best chance the Steelers have to contend with the Bengals this year is it that is it that the offense is actually going to put up points because uh can you pick that that's those 30 points I know that some of them you know you could say the last seven kind of came in garbage time even though if they get the onside kick they're still playing in that game um but you're looking at they were able to put up points in that game with Kenny Pickett, and, and that was still at the early part of the second half of the season. And the defense did dominate in the first game in a lot of ways. What is the what is the path if you see a path to the Steelers banging with the Bengals later in the season? Because both of those games come in the second half of the season for the Steelers. What is the path for them doing that if they're going to be able to contend with them this year?
1: Certainly, getting after Burrow like they did in the season opener last year. I mean, I think the Bengals' O line. Uh, has, has made some improvements, especially getting Orlando Brown this offseason, but still a little bit suspect uh, with, with their overall group there. They, they've got to do a better job of keeping him upright. But on the other side of the ball, yeah, I think you're you're on the right track there, Chris. you got to be able to score with them. You're only going to be able to, to hold down Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd so much over the course of four quarters, especially when you play them twice and make that eight quarters. Um, so, you know, attack this, you know, re- reshuffled, retold secondary that they've got. You know, they lost Jesse Bates and Vaughn Bell, who were, you know, for all the talk of the offense against the Steelers, I mean, those they two were guys huge. were thorns on the Steelers' side the last couple seasons. They made a lot of plays in those games, uh, the, really, the last three years, I think, back to Vaughn Bell in 2020. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's not going to be easy, but, you know, you've got to play good complementary football. That's not, that's not a matchup. It's like playing the Chiefs. It's like playing the Bills. Not a game where you can afford to have either – Either side of the ball uh, not carrying their weight.
0: Absolutely. I want to talk a little bit more about the NFL projections for the season as far as who to expect. For different awards and who might step up in, 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 across the league this year. We'll talk about that on the other side of the break here of the North Shore Drive podcast. Chris Carter, Brian Batko. But before we do that, I want to remind you this show is also sponsored by Savinas, Kane, and Gallucci, our Mesothelioma and Bestus lawyers with over 85 years of experience. Call them now for a free consultation. That's Savinas, Kane, and Gallucci. We're also brought to you by GameTime.co. We're buying tickets for your favorite events. Shouldn't be stressful. GameTime is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you like a lot of the events here in the North for sure, where you can come to Mike's Beer Bar. They have killer deals on last-minute tickets, and their best price guarantee can't be beat. Just download the Game Time app right to your phone today, and you'll get exclusive flash deals on anything from football games, basketball games, baseball games, concerts, comedy theater events, and more. And the Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets for the same event in the same section and row for less somewhere else, Game Time will credit you one hundred and ten percent of the difference of those price of, of that price. Snag so the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code. P-I-T-T-PIT, for $20 off your first purchase or go to their website, GameTime.co. Terms and conditions apply. Create an account and redeem code P-I-T-T-PIT for $20 off. Download GameTime, last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. back here on the North Shore Drive podcast from the from the Pittsburgh Post cuz that Chris Carter Brian Batko well Brian's comfortable comfortably at home I'm here at Mike's Beer Bar I'm also comfortable I love this place this is like a second home for me I, I come here I come here so often to try out all their 500 different available beers and when we talk about the 500 different available beers want to remind you it, it's not just your typical beers like your IPAs or your pale ales they have a lot of different flavors and in fact some of their, their beers of the month right now yeah, from Union Brothers a brewery they feature here this month double sauced watermelon lemonade is a legitimate beer flavor it's a sour beer it's eight percent uh also from also from union brothers here in here in western pa but it's a sour fruited beer brian you and i tried this once and it was kind of just it caught us way off guard but it was it was just a reminder of how different beer can be if you're even if you're not into those traditional styles
1: yeah yeah it was very tart uh i like watermelon I, i like uh you know, a nice high ABV on that too, I think an 8%. So if you're really looking to get some some bang for your buck without destroying your taste buds, uh, that that could be the right move for you.
0: Absolutely. And again, you can get that at Mike's Beer Bar here on the North Shore. We got one more beer we'll, we'll talk about on this show. But before we get to the beers, let's get to talking about some of these projections for the different awards that could be dealt out this year in the NFL. Um, Brian, I look at how um i look at how how this 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 could shape up this year let's lead with the mvp conversation now it could be as simple as well patrick mahomes is going to win it because he's patrick mahomes but who are the other candidates that you're looking at who could potentially win win that win that award steal that away from patrick mahomes this year
1: so i've got a list of i think i've got five guys here other than mahomes uh, because let's just be honest, this award is a quarterback, a quarterback award a anymore quarterback award, yep. in the NFL. Like, it, you know me, Chris. Sometimes I like to be different. I try to get cute, <laughs> and I can't even do that with NFL MVP at this point. So uh, I'll start with a guy I already mentioned on the show, Joe Burrow. Yeah. He needs no introduction from me, as Mike Tomlin would say. Um, Jalen Hurts, the guy who played and lost uh, against Patrick Mahomes last year in the Super Bowl, he just keeps getting better every season. Uh, I think his career trajectory is one that Kenny Pickett should, should try to be on. Uh, I guess we should all try to be on that. But Hurts uh, <laughs> is uh, obviously a little different player, but the, the the leap that he took from his first year as a starter to his second, um, that, that was huge for the Eagles, and it could position him to take home the biggest personal hardware this year. Then I've got three others in the AFC. Josh Allen with the Bills um, as – Sloppy as he looked at times in that preseason game at Shirt Stadium. You also still saw, you know, the zip that he puts on the ball. He's The dude's just different with that. Uh, Not far behind him is Justin Herbert with the Chargers. As much as I, you know, I will no longer be fooled by the Browns' belief, I can't quit the Chargers, Chris. Like, I just always Why feel... Why can't
0: you? They do this every year.
1: I know, but I just always feel like they're going to get over the hump. Like, it's bad enough that... uh that I'm, I'm actually a Brandon Staley guy still. I'm oh, clinging gosh. to that, but I, you know, but I really like Herbert. I'm sure I'm colored by uh, what he did against the Steelers a couple years ago in that game, but I, I think he's legit. I have him as an MVP candidate, and then Lamar Jackson with the Ravens. Uh, you know, I know that some people still doubt his ability as a pocket pattern I don't. I think he's way better than he gets credit for. Uh, his, his arm is a rocket. And, you know, I, I guess it just remains to be seen is he still going to, one, be able to, and two, choose to run around and use his legs as much as he has in the past? If he does, uh, he, he has a different dimension than really any QB in the NFL. Uh, you know, may, maybe Justin Fields is on that level, but I still hesitate to, to say that. So, no Aaron Rodgers. Oh, one other uh-huh. dark horse. Okay. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence okay. from the Jaguars, I think.
0: So, no Aaron Rodgers love from Brian Batco.
1: Not not for MVP. I don't think that's how the <laughs> Jets are, are going to try to operate this year. I mean, I think they could be good. I, I think I, I've seen enough on hard knocks. I've, I've been brainwashed enough by that HBO show and, and the Jets and Rodgers being on there that I've, I I want to now sneak them in as a playoff team. But I don't think, I don't think he's good enough anymore to put up MVP-type MVP stats again.
0: Let's talk about Defensive Player of the Year. T.J. Watt won this just two years ago, was injured last year. The top six as far as the odds makers saying for the for this award are Micah Parsons, Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, Nick Bosa, Aaron Donald, and then Ahmad Gardner. Brian, do you have any of those? Is there if you were to pick two or three out of those, who would be your guys that you that you're looking at are realistic potential winners of this award? Um
1: one guy that I'm surprised isn't on there is Max Crosby from the Raiders. Mm. But I would assume the odds makers are viewing that a little bit as like are they going to be good enough for a guy to, to get that award? Probably not. Even if he has a standout. Don't. I'm going to pick Michael Parkinson's, you know, okay. I think this is his year to, to win it. I mean, he's just been so dominant his first two seasons. Now he's, he's not dabbling as much in the off ball linebacker stuff. And that should give him a chance to just pin his ears back and, and rack up sacks for a, a Cowboys team. Then on the flip side should end this season with a pretty good record and should have a pretty uh a schedule that's pretty light and gives him a lot of chances to just absolutely uh bull rush offensive linemen into oblivion and get some strip sacks, cause some, cause some turnovers, get a lot of takeaways and and you know, finally reach that that level that he's been flirting with uh, for a couple years now.
0: We got Rookie of the Year awards. I don't think the Steelers Steelers had some legitimate shots with Pickett and Pickens last year. It just didn't manifest itself early enough in the season. But this year, there's some interesting rookies who will be out there and guys who should be starting. You got Bijan Robinson running back with the Falcons, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, and C.J. Stroud, all quarterbacks in that mix. But also Jameer Gibbs and Zay Flowers, a guy that the Steelers will, will face probably twice this season with the Ravens who are the, who's the guy that you're looking at here that you think could be the offensive rookie that takes over and maybe brings a lot of fantasy value to someone out there?
1: Uh, you mentioned him. I'm going to say Jameer Gibbs from the lions and, oh, like, uh, and partially due to what we saw from him at Alabama and before that in the ACC at Georgia tech. But uh, you know, not just that, but also the amount that they invested in him. Nobody expected him to go as high as he did. What was he yeah. 12th overall to yeah. Detroit? So Clearly, they're going to use this guy and use him a lot or else you don't spend that kind of draft capital on a running back. So I don't know that he's quite as good as Bijan Robinson in Atlanta, but I think the Lions are going to be a better team overall, which should give him a better opportunity to put up some nice statistics in his rookie season.
0: I hear you there, defense. I will give a shout out though to uh,
1: Jordan Addison in Minnesota.
0: Oh, absolutely, you know, he's not he's
1: not beloved by Pitt fans anymore. But I think I think he could be ready to hit the ground running with Kirk Cousins in his rookie
0: season. There's still some love out there because he's made it clear that he still has a connection with Pitt. He's he said H two P at the combine and everything like that. I think Pitt fans have kind of gotten away from their sour about him uh, at USC a little bit there won't say it's completely gone but yeah. um, let's look at defensive rookie of the year guys guys of course Will Anderson you know a top defensive guy from the draft this year Jalen Carter, Tyree Wilson Devin Witherspoon I think could be an interesting pick you also have Jack Campbell in the mix uh, for at uh, linebacker for the Lions also a high draft pick that people thought, what, thought was a little higher but then guys like Christian Gonzalez a cornerback who the Steelers if they had waited their turn they'd probably could have just got gotten him they, they could have picked him with their trade uh, with their trade up situation um what is uh what is your outlook for who might win defensive rookie of the year
1: so I I, I kind of want to say Jack Campbell from the Lions but mm. I don't want to pick two Detroit guys although I mean both Jets players won it last year so mm. I mean that would make it two years in a row that offensive and defensive rookie of the year come come from the same team that would be crazy um, so Campbell's on my short list. Uh, two guys that I really like, but I just don't think they're going to play enough in, in their defenses to do it, it will be Jalen Carter and Will McDonald, the pass rusher for the Jets oh, out of nice. Iowa State. But I think both of those will be rotational pieces. So that probably doesn't lend itself to uh, to putting up rookie of the year type numbers. So I'm just going to you know kind of do the no-brainer move here and go with Will Anderson from the Texans. He's going to play a ton for a bad team. Uh, he, he should get... Close to double-digit sacks. And, you know, he looked like an NFL player the last two seasons with Alabama. So uh, that, that should translate very quickly to doing it at the NFL level.
0: Another team that could double up in these rookie awards is the Seattle Seahawks with Witherspoon and then Jackson Smith and Jigba on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, could be interesting to see that. Last award I want to ask you about here. Coach of the year. Last yeah. four years, you had Brian Dable, who went 9-7-1 with the Giants. Mike Vrabel with the Titans. Kevin Stavansky with the Browns in 2020, and then John Harbaugh with, when the Ravens went 14-2 and two in 2019. Who, who are your top – give me two guys that you're looking at as potential Coach of the Year awards here for this.
1: All right. I'll give you one from the AFC first. Okay. Uh, I'll, say, I'll say Doug Peterson if we think the Jaguars Ooh. are uh, going to run roughshod over that division. I think they will. I think the AFC South is, is pretty weak. And, you know, we'll, we'll see if the guy you just mentioned, Mike Vrabel, has anything left in the tank for this uh, Titans team in their window. But I think the Jaguars are going to be pretty tough. And, you know, if it's not Trevor Lawrence uh, putting himself in the MVP race, maybe Doug Peterson uh, gets it for, for having a really nice season with that team. But my pick, if I had to predict, is going to come from the NFC. And I'm not a betting man, but I would uh, I would take the somewhat long odds on Dennis Allen. Who is Dennis Ooh. Allen? He's the head coach of the New Orleans Saints, who are kind of wow. my overall sleeper team uh, in in that conference this year. I think Derek Carr is going to have a nice bounce back season after everything he went through with the Raiders, and I think that defense is is going to you know get some throw throw back the clock performances from guys like Cam Jordan, Demario Davis, and. Uh, Dennis Allen would be the guy overseeing all of that so he could easily be the first coach fired if things don't go well but uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and go out on a limb with him for coach of the year
0: that's a very interesting pick. I would not have had the Saints on my radar at all for that award I like Doug Peterson he didn't win the award the first time around when he was when he was building up the the Eagles so uh, I think that's that's interesting if he get it he would get it for the Jacksonville uh, he certainly has proven to be a very effective NFL head coach but I am gonna say this I think this could be a year that Mike Tomlin gets on this list. And
1: to say, I figured if the Steelers have a good year, if, if they do, to, to bring it back to our opening segment, yeah, if they do come in here and uh, and shock some people. He'll he'll be right up there atop the list of candidates
0: because he, he's never won the award in, right. in his in all his time in the NFL. Even when he won a Super Bowl, uh, they gave it to Mike Smith in the Atlanta Falcons that for that for that season. Um, uh, so I, I look at that and I say like, man, this could be this could be Mike Tomlin's. A uh, year to do it if the Steelers take a rise up, because I think a lot of people will acknowledge, like, hey, they have completed a rebuild in basically two seasons and they're back into contention. But to get there, they gotta win games, and that starts with the San Francisco 49ers, which will be next weekend, not this weekend. It's the last weekend without NFL football, but we will have college football. Lots of great stuff we'll, we'll have here that. at the Post Gazette, post-gazette.com for all our content. We have uh, West Virginia versus Penn State. We'll have coverage of that there, and myself and Noah Hiles will be at Pitt's home opener against Wofford this Saturday at Ackersure Stadium at 3:30. Make sure if you're coming to that game, you say hi to us. We, we won't, we don't bite. We are, we're happy to chat with the fans. We appreciate any. No, he might actually bite. <laughs> he might. You never know because he can be a wild. He's he's the wild one of our of our college beat, uh, the bad boy of the college beat, if you will, yeah. uh, as as he says. But, of course, you can also catch us at Mike's Beer Bar after the game, because sometimes we'll come over here after we finished our stories, grab a, grab a post-game brew, and check out all the different 500 available beers here uh, with all the great options here at Mike's Beer Bar. So thanks again to all, everyone who's tuned in. Thanks again to Brian for jo- joining me here on the Friday edition of the North Shore Drive Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Thanks again to tune in to us on, remember, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. And remember, we got daily content coming out here with a lot of stuff rolling out with the season, so much, much more coming on the way here from the pittsburgh post gazette and the north shore drive podcast we'll see you next week on monday gearing up for week one of the nfl season thank you for tuning in to another episode of the north shore drive podcast from the pittsburgh post gazette if you watch this video on youtube please like the video and subscribe to our channel for three months of digital access to post-gazette.com at 99 cents click the link below in the description